0: What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome back to this very special edition of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Roar Network at thegorillaposition.com, presented by Hameen Media, and in association with Last Word on Pro Wrestling.com. My name is Jargo, I'll be your host for the day, but today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us inside of the Locker Room Studios. He is the creator of the very first all-women's wrestling program in television history, the founder and creator of the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, most recently he is the Dragon driving force behind the hottest new wrestling promotion, Wow, Women of Wrestling coming to Access TV Friday, January eighteenth. A true pioneer in the professional wrestling world, Mr. David McLean. Mr. McLean, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Michael, thanks for having me. And I know you're you're right there with the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame at your in your back step, so this is an honor.
0: Well, thank you very much. It's an honor for us. Uh, Mr. McLeod, before we jump too far into WOW and what you've got coming up with Access, uh, let's go back to the beginning. We always like to get a little bit of background on our guests and how you kind of got into the business. You grew up in Indianapolis and started attending shows as a photographer, and that was sort of your introduction into the business. Tell us a little bit about those early years, the promotions you were shooting and following, who was on top, so we can get a little bit of context for the time period.
1: Well, I got to tell you, before just doing photography, like I believe if you took a vote, it's probably 90% of people that just love professional wrestling. They are introduced to it on television. So I used to sit around the television with my older brothers and watch wrestling and beg my parents to let me go to the matches. And they would always say, no, 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 you're too young. And finally, my... A grade school buddy, good friend still, and he's a great photographer, nationally renowned, world renowned, Scott Romer. His parents got us tickets, and I asked if I could go, and he and I went to the State Fairgrounds Coliseum in Indianapolis, and Bobby Heenan, Dick the Bruiser, Blackjack Lanza, Mulligan, Baron Von Raschke, Ernie Ladd, the Crusher, um, were all on the show that night. I think even Bruno Sammartino was there as the Bruiser's tag team partner. And that's where I fell in love with it, seeing it live, the experience. And um, that led me into, as a fan, sneaking down to ringside and simply taking photographs of the wrestlers. And by no stretch of any imagination or forethought, some fans started to ask me at matches, can I buy your photographs? And I would sell them for 50 cents. And before you knew it, Scotty Romer and I were doing picture sales and had a little business going, but actually had no, you know, idea what it would turn into. So a boyhood passion of loving professional wrestling has me here some, gosh, I don't know, near 30 plus years later, uh, still in professional wrestling. So I don't think I've ever worked a day in my life. I'm still doing what I love and had a passion for as a kid. So I'm very blessed and lucky.
0: I understand at one point you were actually running the Dick the Bruiser fan club. I heard this great story last night of when you had first met Bruiser taking photographs. You want? Would you share that story with our listeners?
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, well, I really had been, I didn't know anything about licensing or, or you know, rights and anything with respect to selling the pictures. And Dick the Bruiser was the actual promoter himself and Wilbur Snyder of the territory with Vern Gagne, Chicago, Indiana, parts of, you know, all spread all the way up to St. Louis where Sam Munchnick ran it. And the cops picked me up one night. I'm only 14 years old, maybe 15, maybe 14 probably. And they took me backstage and down the steps comes this, this man with a deep voice, Dick, the bruiser. You can look him up on the web. He's passed away since, but, this gorilla walks down the steps and says, what are you doing? And I said, selling pictures. He says, well, you don't have any rights to do that. We're going to have to put you in jail. (laughs) And, uh, I can remember I'm crying and he says, don't worry, kid, I'm your new business partner. I get 20% of everything you make, go on out there and sell. And that was my introduction to him. (laughs) And, um, I would come back in the, uh, after the event and I had to pay him 20% whether I grossed $10, he wanted 2 bucks, or if I grossed 100 bucks, So it didn't matter what my gross was, he wanted a percentage of the count. And I guess he was teaching a young kid some valuable business, Ackerman, and that's how I learned a couple of things during that experience, licensing, marketing. And also how to run an arena, because I would be able to come upstairs and sit with him and Wilbur Snyder and learn the payoffs, uh, the building lease with the building, uh, union costs for labor, etc. So that was the foundation to which I learned how to become a promoter.
0: That's one heck of a learning tree to sit under.
1: Yes, it was. It was great. But the most fun was you'd get to go up into the locker room and I'm sitting now with Baron Roschke, Ernie Ladd, King Kong Bruiser Brody, the Valiant Brothers. And um, what what a time I
0: had. Speaking of a great time, I, I would be a little bit remissed if I didn't mention, as the proud father of three daughters who are looking for positive female role models inside of this world, and as a huge Laker fan, I have to mention your your business partner here, Miss Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. And of course, she has some great friends in great places like Mr. Mark Cuban, who is a huge fan of professional wrestling and happens to own Access TV. He has all kinds of connections now with New Japan Pro Wrestling. How did you first meet Miss Buss, Mr. Cuban? How did this entire thing kind of spark up?
1: Well, Jeannie and I have been friends for almost thirty years and we were fortunate enough Uh, to start in a business that was professional roller hockey. That's where our friendship blossomed. And I was um, able to work in her offices because I was one of the founders of the league and she owned one of the teams and was an owner also. So that's where the friendship started. But despite that friendship, um, when I started WOW back in 2000, I asked Jeannie to come, come, come to an event and she never would. And I found out later because her imagery of what women's wrestling was did not inspire her, and she wouldn't come. She finally agreed, I'll come for five minutes to say hello, says friends, but I'm leaving out the back door because we were doing our filming at her arena that she and her dad owned, and she was the president of the Great Western Forum. After the event, she's still there at 1 in the morning and came out and said, how do I buy this? I want to own the wild women of wrestling. She goes, if I, now this, this is interesting because you just mentioned you have three daughters, correct? Yes. So what's interesting is she said, if I had this, when I was a young girl, I would have been all over this. This would have been my passion. Um, I'm a fan of comic books. This is Jeannie. She has every Wonder Woman and Supergirl comic book still to this day. She just came back from Comic-Con this year and, and where she'd spent a fortune buying new comic books. <laughs> so at, avid, avid reader of comic books, loves Wonder Woman, um, Supergirl, saw it live, and she coined the phrase right there, These are real-life superheroes inside the wrestling ring, and this is female empowerment. Now, I didn't even know what the word female empowerment meant. So, again, by no design of sitting down at a table and writing out a business plan and saying, we're going to come up with female empowering characters, we just did it, and it's exploded. Fans loved it. We were knocked out of syndication after 9-11. Jeannie came to me a few years ago and said, let's revive WOW. We went across the nation before we started it, went to fans' houses, went to their houses, and asked them what they wanted to see in a new wrestling show because there is so much wrestling content when you consider digital platforms right now. It's an overwhelming amount. And what fans wanted to see was a one-hour dedicated program for women's wrestling. And they're going to get that with Access TV on Friday night, January 18th at 9 o'clock Eastern. It's a one-hour showcase of women's wrestling. Secondly, they wanted the fun, F-U-N, put back into wrestling. And thirdly, they wanted a wrestling program that was family-friendly. So fans wanted fun, family, and women. And the paradigm is going to change for professional wrestling on Access TV that night. Mark Cuban and Jeannie Buss are making it possible. So not only the fans' wishes, but female athletes that want to be showcased in wrestling's dreams are going to come true. It's the only all-female wrestling program on major cable. It's worthy of your daughter's attention. You can watch it with your daughters. You're going to fall in love with it. It's big, it's bold, it's got, you know what it's got? It's got those little differences that you see in athletes that gain the gold medal versus the bronze or silver or don't even medal. It's those little gains that provide a bigger, better production, you know, better characters, better storylines and athletes. And above all, the females are allowed to take the center stage. And that is a key. One of our top performers in WoW, she was on a pay-per-view last night, is Tessa Blanchard. Everyone knows the Blanchard name. And she has a fabulous story of how she started. And it's not just from dad picking up a phone. It's actually the opposite. She started training and no one knew her last name. But she was in an event. It is in an event on Impact Wrestling. But in WoW, she showcased her feud that she's in and wow is showcased. The it's threaded throughout the storyline of even the announcers uh wrestling. She even noted this is something totally new, something that needed to be done for women's wrestling. And Access T V is delivering it. You know, Mark Cuban, my hat goes off to him, he's he jumped in. He loves pro wrestling and he's putting a face to women's wrestling now with Jeannie Buss that's never been done before. And I think that's very important.
0: One of the other people associated with WoW that I don't hear nearly enough people talking about is Mr. Mark Burnett. Of course, uh, Mr. Burnett is a well-known name inside of the TV industry, and this isn't his first go-around with wrestling either. He's been a producer for Lucha Underground every season now. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Burnett's involvement with WoW.
1: Well, he's really the reason Mark Cuban got involved because they were at last year's Super Bowl together, last year, I think it was in New York. And um, Mark Burnett is now the head guy at MGM Studios. He's the chairman and head. And he spoke to Mark Cuban saying, you should look at WOW Women of Wrestling. He had known about it, obviously, through Jeannie Bus, but Jeannie did not want to use her own influence because they're friends. And Mark said, well, Let me see, what are they doing? And they both spoke. We got a phone call from the president of Access TV, Andrew Simon, immediately following the Super Bowl. And we sat with them and had a meeting. And it was imperative for both Jeannie and I that we were with the right partners to launch this because we needed someone that fell in love with the product and had a passion for it because we could go to any television network. Jeannie could pick the phone up. She could go on network TV and just buy the time if she wanted tomorrow. We wanted to find the right partner that was going to be entrusted with helping us grow the brand for long-term success. And that's Andrew Simon, their president and CEO, and that's Mark Cuban. They sat with us and they determine. let's roll this out slowly. Let's do this methodically. Let's make it a long-term success. Here's what we've done successfully with New Japan Wrestling. And vis-a-vis they're rolling out New Japan Wrestling slowly, even taking old programming and putting it on initially, putting JR into the announcer seat to do the voiceover They've leveraged a brand that came to America and sold out the Long Beach Arena twice, not once, twice, and went up to uh, San Francisco with a huge crowd of over 10,000 people. They've brought an alternative wrestling program to the marketplace, and fans loved it. The ultimate alternative wrestling program is WOW, and they're doing it again. So hats off to access TV I mean, they're innovative. They have created a one-stop shop. If you love fighting, if you love MMA, if you love boxing, and if you love wrestling on their Friday night series, they've just done a terrifically well done job of marketing for us fight fans.
0: Let's talk about some of the talent that you're going to have on the show, a lot of which I believe our audience will be very familiar with. As you mentioned, the Impact Wrestling Knockouts, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Kiara Hogan also featured on the show, independent stars like Miss Amber O'Neill and Santana Garrett, and some talent our listeners may not be familiar with as of yet. Tell us a little bit about the process of putting together this incredible 30-woman roster.
1: We wanted to go and find the best independent wrestlers. We started with Amber O'Neill and Santana Garrett, um, and we've now got Tessa Blanchard. We have Willow Nightingale who wrestles on the East Coast. We have uh, a lady that's from New Orleans who um, we, we took and created the character for her called the Voodoo Doll, and she's from New Orleans. And every presentation, whether they're... You know, Kiera Hogan, you mentioned, I met Kiera Hogan at an event, spoke to her and I looked at her and she, and one, not only from her outfit, her, her trunks that she currently wears on the independent scene, but from the spark in her eye and her personality, we named her fire because she brings a fire to the ring that no one else does. Um, we've got Jessica Havoc has just been overlooked. She was in another wrestling league years ago and she was just overlooked. She is a powerhouse of a wrestler. She's really the monster of madness and chaos when she steps into the ring. Um, these, these ladies have been on the independent wrestling circuit for quite a while. And we went after them not only because of their athletic skill, obviously, but because I was able to get out into the marketplace and meet them and see that they're quality people. That meant a lot. The other thing we've done is wow has taken and it's and created its own wrestling school in Long Beach, California. And we've afforded the opportunity to young girls, just like Jeannie bus watched wow and fell in love, just like Trish Stratus watched wow I watched glow back in the day and fell in love. Um, to get into professional wrestling who may otherwise not be able to do so. And it's an all women's wrestling school. And subsequently our trainer likes to call them homegrown wild stars, because they haven't been on the independent scene. And think about this for all your listeners. Who is a phenom of professional wrestling? No, it's not really Hulk Hogan. He developed into Hulk Hogan. No, it's not really Stone Cold Steve Austin. He developed into that. It's not The Undertaker. He developed into it. So did Triple H. Those are all superstars of wrestling. Andre the Giant stepped over the top rope, and you knew you were seeing a phenom. You knew you were seeing something special. He didn't even have to move yet. When you tune in that Friday night on the 18th on Access TV, you're going to see a phenom. Her name is The Beast. And you can go to wow, it's W O W E is an entertainment, wowe.com. She's there. Hit the, hit the link to meet your superheroes. She is phenomenal. She is a phenom. She's going to change the dynamics of professional wrestling. Um, the late Joni Lawler, China. It's the only female wrestler. I remember when I looked at her, I went, wow, the same thing is happening when you see the beast and she's going to be on the opening event. We've got a young talent, a young talent that's named Steffi Slay. She, to me, she's the Ricky steamboat of women's wrestling. She is the never quit, never die competitor. She'll be in the opening event. We have a new wrestling sensation. I just love her accent. She's from Australia. She's the princess Aussie, her backstory of her mother having to leave her when she was a kid to go earn a living in Trinidad to send money back home. And she was raised by the new Guinea tribe in Australia. She pays homage to that and she comes out with the new Guinea dancers representing her home in Australia. Um, It's an amazing performance. She's in, she's in one of the events, I think the second event and her athletic skill flying off that top third rope is, you know, she does the frog splash, which I mentioned for two occasions, one, how well she does it. But secondly, Eddie Guerrero was known for the the frog splash. And I've hung up the, the vocal cords for the introduction of the talent. And I've been wanting to do so for some time. And I was looking for the voice, the voice that could impact professional wrestling and make a splash. I wanted to hand the mic over. It's taken me two years to find the right person. And it's in Shaw Guerrero, Eddie, the late Eddie Guerrero's daughter, Vicky's daughter. She is the new voice of that wow rig. And she commands attention. I think if she's got the greatest... Uh, presentation for the introductions I've ever seen. So we're so fortunate to have a Guerrero linked to Wow Women of Wrestling and making the presentations for all the entrances. She's just terrific. Shaw Guerrero. I so,
0: ha- I had the got, opportunity. Got the
1: independence? Yeah, go ahead.
0: I had the opportunity to meet Beast up at StarCast in Chicago during all in weekend. And uh, she is absolutely something. Uh, the, the visual that you get from looking at this woman, I I agree with you completely. She is a phenom and absolutely somebody to watch going forward. Very much. Look forward to that. Um, Mr. McLean, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. We're running out of time here. Uh, so let, let's cut to the chase here. January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Women of Wrestling directly following New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mr. McClain, we know we have one match official. It's going to be Santerna Garrett co- going against one of the WOW Originals in Jungle Girl. Is there anything else on this first episode that you would like to advertise for our listeners?
1: I'm not going to spill the beans on the two other matches because um, I want the fans to view in, have no context to what they're watching, see it, go on social. It's, it's, you know, hashtag WOW Superheroes. All of our social platforms are WOW Superheroes. Comment. We want to hear from you. This is for you, fans. We are bringing women's wrestling to a new level. The paradigm has shifted on that night, January 18th. We want to hear what you say about it. And Jungle Girl, she was defeated in a triple threat match where Santana had pinned Amber O'Neill, And she's trying to regain the championship that night. It's going to be one heck of a night of wrestling. And Tessa Blanchard is trying to make her name in an all-women's wrestling league. It's many firsts. Many first each week, Friday night, nine o'clock access TV, be a part of it and get on social and spread the word because we want to bring it to you all year
0: long. Mr. McLean, thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck going forward.
1: Well, we appreciate it and we need luck and we love the fact that you're helping us build this brand and bring the fans what they want. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.